Good morning, church. Bonjour. It is always a blessing to be back in Lexington, Kentucky, and reconnect with you, worship and fellowship in this beautiful place. I am deeply thankful to God for his faithfulness and to TCPC for this life journey that started 20 years ago when we first landed in the United States of America with almost nothing. My wife Rose and I knew probably uh, nobody, sorry, in this region. And coming from a French-speaking country in Africa, even to express ourselves was complicated. By God's providence, I was introduced to TCPC Church by Pete McLean, one of the leaders of this church, during perspective class that Asbury Seminary was giving, I believe somewhere here in Lexington, not in Wilmore. We believe it was a divine connection, and from that day, our lives took a complete new direction in the United States of America, my second home country. No words can describe the love and care we received from TCPC brothers and sisters since then till now. So many people in this church have opened their hearts and homes to make sure that we were okay. We cannot count the blessings of God through the, this body of believers in Christ. Thank you so much for such amazing love. We are sometimes overwhelmed by what God is doing in us and with us through you. Even for this time, being back with my family, every day we are receiving special treat from you. Housing, transportation, and food. Talking about food, I'm sure that if you guys knew how to make fufu, you will have made it for us. On behalf of my wife Rose, Benita, Lillian, and many other brothers and sisters back home receive our warm and gratitude, our words of gratitude. Thank you so much. For now, let us go back to the text we just read from Matthew chapter 7. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lead us and the part of your righteousness and bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Please, let me start this message by asking a question to all of us this morning. 
as I read this passage again and again, and respectfully, are we wise or foolish people? And I'm sorry to just say it like that. Sometimes when you read your Bible, there are places or verses that really makes us feel uncomfortable. And it looks like what we just read can make some people angry. And again, I'm sorry. It's not my intention to do so. I don't think I will end or bring a conclusion today with the series of the Sermons on the Mountain. Uh, I'm leaving this to my dear pastors, Mark and Will, to finish these texts. Because they may come back to fix some of the things I'm about to say today. Will you please pause, take a break, and ask this question to yourself. Are you wise or foolish? Are you a wise man, a wise husband, a wise wife, wise student, wise politician, wise pastor, wise policeman, wise businessman, wise American, or are you just a foolish man sitting in the bench of church pretending to be a Christian? In this life, you are either wise or foolish. According to the word of God, there is no middle ground. Jesus was so clear about this. Because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Revelation 3, verse 16. According to scripture, you cannot be half wise or half foolish. You are wise or you are foolish. Is that true? Or even possible to be 100% wise or 100% foolish? From what I'm reading from the scripture, the answer to this question is yes, yes, yes. I'm going to break it down in two points and explore the outcoming, the outcome of being wise or being foolish. First, let us help ourselves to understand Jesus' own word from our reading. Who is wise according to Jesus? Before looking at Jesus' word, what does it mean to be wise in this world? According to dictionary, to the dictionary, a wise man or woman is characterized by wisdom, marked by a deep understanding, keen discernment, and a capacity for sound judgment. Wisdom in philosophy is related to intelligence, intelligence, common sense, prudence, 
knowledge, science. Wisdom is commonly used to describe the character of someone who is reasonable or to exercise moderation and desires. People like Socrates or Plato were considered like wise men of their time, and they did great things for humanity. What does Jesus say about wisdom or being wise? Read again with me. Everyone then who heard these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the flood came and the wind blew and beat on that house. But it did not fall because it has been founded on the rock. First, you have to hear the word of God. Listen to Jesus' word. You have to connect yourself to the word of God, to Jesus himself. The word that became flesh need to catch you, transform you inside out. You have to immerse yourself in the word, into the word of God. You need to welcome and receive Jesus in your life. You need to be saved. Jesus then can call you wise men. Sadly, we don't have time for Jesus in this world. Don't have time for Jesus with his word. We do not have time to listen or to read the word of God. We live in a busy world and the speed of life is not giving time to people to sit down at Jesus' feet. Being wise starts from there. To listen, to read the word of God, to know Jesus. Start your day with Jesus and end your day with Jesus by reading the word of God. We are facing a tragedy today in many developed countries. America is called, America was called in history a Christian nation because of the word of God, because of Jesus. Today, in many places, Jesus is denied access in school, public squares, and you know what I'm talking about. In some places in Europe, if you mention the name of Jesus on the street, you can be arrested. A so-called Christian nation without Jesus and his word is a fake Christianity. In our homes, there is no time for devotion in the morning or in the evening with families. Everybody is busy, is busy, busy with his phone, jumping from one social media to another. No personal or private time with Jesus and his word. Jesus called wise those who hear his word and live their lives accordingly. 
meaning the standard of my thought, action, decision is based on the word of God. To listen and to obey. If you don't listen and don't even obey the word of God, you cannot be called wise man or wise woman. You are just foolish. My friend, Jesus is not impressed by anything else than being obedient to his word. Our position in the church, our action or zeal before men cannot impress Jesus unless whatever we do is in accord with what Jesus wants. Otherwise, we are just foolish people. Who is foolish according to Jesus? Back to the text. And everyone who hears this word of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the flood came and the wind blew and beat against that house. And it fell and great was the fall of it. Many people know the word, the scripture, and even master some portion of the Bible. But they do not care at all about what God wants. They resist what God has to say about their lives, about sin, about evil, about their family. They resist anything that God says about sex about abortion, salvation, about eternity. They just say no to God's word. They oppose the will of God in everything. They enjoy evil. They hate holiness. My friend, if this is who you are, you are foolish. These are not my words. It is Jesus' words. It is better to agree with what God has to say and acknowledge your incapacity or your impotence to do what he says than opposing his word. This is a dangerous posture to stand against the scripture. Many people try that in history. Many kingdoms resisted against the spread of the gospel, the spread of the word of God, and end up in a very difficult place. Go and read about communism. That stand against the gospel. And you will understand some of the tragedy in history. Are you foolish or are you wise? Life is short, my friend. I plead with you today to never stand against what God is saying. If you do so, sooner or later, you, your life is going to become a misery. You are going to destroy yourself. You will experience a small version of hell in your lifetime. Your foolishness will hurt you back, will hurt your family, will hurt your wife, your husband, 
your kids, your loved ones. I challenge anybody this morning to stand and say, I don't care about God's word, but I am a happy man, I am a happy woman, a happy father. Tell us that you are satisfied with your life without God. This is a lie. It's impossible. A foolish man will build his house, meaning his life on the sand. To build a house on the sand is the most foolish thing to do in life. It is dangerous for those who live in that house and for those around that house. How can a normal human being build a house on the sand? This is just foolishness. You are crazy. Why? Because rain, flood, winds will come against your house and you are going to lose everything. Are you wise men or are you a foolish man? The wise man loves the word of God and will incline his heart to obey what he hears from the Lord. A wise man is not a perfect person without mistake. But the fundamental difference between him and the foolish man is that he acknowledged his acknowledgement of God's word and his willingness to obey. That person's house or life is built on a rock and he can face rain, he can face flood, he can face wind. The wise man's house foundation is a rock. And guess what? That rock is the word of God. That foundation is God himself. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. My shell and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. Psalm 18 verse 2. Second Samuel 22 verse 2 says this. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My dear brother, my dear brothers and sisters, if you are in Christ and if you believe in the word of God, you have nothing, I say nothing, to be afraid of in this world. Difficulties will arise. Hardship will come. Troubles may try to beat you down. Evil attack may come your way. Even Satan, Satan himself and demons may come your way. Believe this. You will win. You will overcome them. You may walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You will fear no evil. Not because of you, but because of the word of God. That becomes flesh. Jesus. Sometimes you may feel like walking through fire. You shall not be burned or consumed by the flame. Sometimes you may feel like passing through waters or rivers. Says the law, they shall not overwhelm you. Life issues can surprise you. God made a promise to never leave you nor forsake you. Not sure 
what you are facing right now. Believe this. Jesus will never, never give up on you. Because you are one of his wise children. Your God, our God is so different from other God. Jesus is not to be compared to anybody on this earth. He is unique. He alone can change life, can transform life, can save you. He has the power to sustain you, to deliver you, and care for you till the end of your journey in this world. He alone can do this. The only way to become wise is to give your life to Jesus. Surrender your life, your heart to Jesus. Without me, says Jesus, you can do nothing. Come to him today and remember this. He gave his life for you. He died for whoever believes in him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for your word. We come before you as we are. Forgive us and lead us in the path of righteousness. Jesus, lead on. In your name, we pray. Amen.